0: Welcome to The Shannon Plan. This is episode 49. We have some football to talk about. I am joined by Akash. As always, Akash, what's going on, man?
1: What's happening, KP? Finally excited to have some real football news and not just the offseason and drivel that we were talking about for the past month.
0: So, the 49ers paid Fred Warner, was never in doubt, and thankfully we did not have to suffer through a summer of hashtags, but the 49ers made Fred Warner the highest paid linebacker in the NFL. How long will that be? I do not know because, you know, Roquan Smith is coming next year, Darius Leonard is coming more than likely within, you know, a couple months if not before the season starts, but Fred Warner, 5 years, 95 million, 45 million guaranteed, was it 40 million guaranteed, um a lot of money guaranteed. 40.5 so 40.5 there it is. Yeah, just uh Great for him. So I was born in San Diego. He's from San Diego. This is great to see, you know, people in the city come up. I like that. Obviously, um, one of the best players, one of the best defensive players in the NFL um, just throughout this morning. You know, we've been seeing that people are saying he's the best coverage linebacker in the NFL, which is true. But I think it's fair to say that Fred Warner is, you know, one of the best coverage players in the NFL. So it's important to make that distinction. And he just means so much to this team. And he's signed through the next, what, through 2026, which is a big deal. Uh, Kosh, what was your your initial takeaways when you saw this deal go down? Did you think overpay, but did you think, you know, we're kind of expecting it to be in this ballpark, right?
1: Fred Warner embodies exactly what a franchise player is, right? Drafted in the third round as kind of a tweener and works his way up and is now at the top of his position, all pro player on the field, uh, high character off the field, uh, team captain, leader, uh available I tweeted out I think he's played at least 93% of the the defensive snaps the last three seasons which is the highest on the 49ers uh, so he's available he's reliable it's exactly what you want in a player and the last time the 49ers had a player of this caliber in DeForest Buckner they chose to trade him for a first round pick um and use that on javon Kinlaw this time around they didn't have that option necessarily they chose to go ahead and pay Fred Warner i have no problem with the contract uh, and making him the highest-paid linebacker. Like you mentioned, when these new uh, deals kick in for Roquan Smith or Darius Leonard, most likely Fred Warner's you know annual average value is going to drop, um, but I've got no problem with it. Uh, a lot of people bring up positional value when it comes to paying players um, a premium, yet I think a lot of people misunderstand uh, what Fred Warner brings to the field, whether it's in coverage you know, we talk about he covers tight ends, he covers running backs, he covers slot receivers. Uh, and his coverage numbers are right there with any defensive back. And then he turned that around. He's good against the run. Uh, I think he had a career high in pressures, I believe, in pass rushes uh, this past season. So he added that element this past year. The full package as a linebacker, exactly what you want as a player. Glad they got the deal done a week before training camp and we didn't get any silly uh, hashtags.
0: Yeah, he's an elite player. So on the 49ers, he's top three coverage, top three pass rush, top three run stop, like everything that you want on defense, he's there. And you mentioned just him being a team player, he puts the team first. And I remember um, last year, he had the interception where he jumped, I believe it was against the Giants. And after that, he didn't take credit for it. He he said, Hey, I got to give credit to Tart. And he went in, Basically, I gave a long answer explaining how Tart saw this during the week. And he fast forward OTAs. He was asked, you know, why didn't you skip? You know, you don't have a new contract. What are you doing out here? You can risk this. And he said, I put my teammates first. I'm not going to, you know, this is what I do. So I think having that type of mindset just makes it so easy to, you know, keep him around, market him. And he should be, you know, one of the faces of the NFL. He is really that good. He's young and he's a marketable guy. He's, you know, he's a fun guy to be around. So uh, it's good to see guys like that get rewarded and get paid because you mentioned, you know, having the third round pick, everybody, you know, we always point back to the first rounders, but hitting on these second, third, fourth round picks, like that's how you really build your roster and build them um, just, Become a playoff caliber team, and that's what they are, and that's why the 49ers do have a very strong uh, a very strong roster right now. So three highest-paid p- players at their position, even though it's not going to last long. We talked a little bit about that. Is that a problem? Is that going to be an issue going forward?
1: You know why that's not a problem? They've got a quarterback on a rookie contract who isn't going to eat much of the salary cap. So the 49ers are setting themselves up for Trey Lance to take over, make I think like $6 million a season, and you just fill in the gaps everywhere else so no problem with uh paying these guys a premium especially when we expect the salary cap to really rise in a couple of years here uh post covid.
0: Yeah, one of the one of the big worries that you know a lot of people mentioned were was Jimmy Garoppolo's contract going to stop the team from doing what they wanted to do and does this move prove that it did not?
1: Yeah, I don't think it had as much of an impact as we thought. I think the biggest thing for that was the market for veteran corners, the market for Kyle Juszczyk, and some of the other players that were free agents for the 49ers. We thought guys like Jason Brett, Emmanuel Mosley, Akela Witherspoon, Kwaski Tart, they were all going to get paid a premium, yet they didn't really, right? So they all came back on one year, more prove-it deals, and that gave the 49ers sort of the freedom to be able to go ahead and uh, keep Jimmy Garoppolo, still draft a rookie quarterback, and give Fred Warner an an extension. So uh, just fantastic work with the front office, right? Salary cap guys, Prague, Morafei, Brian Hampton, Jeff Diamond, all those guys that work in the front office that crunch the numbers, they did a hell of a job this offseason in putting together this roster.
0: Yeah, I think one of the worries was, you know, and and worries isn't the right way to say it just because they signed Samson Ebukom, but Could they have gotten a better pass rusher? Maybe who was worth like two or three million more. And then you go down the line. Would they have been interested more? Would they have gone in harder on a Julio Jones type of player? So in that sense, maybe. But in the big picture, they were able to get what they needed to. And Jimmy is still on the roster. So you have the veteran, you have the rookie, and then you were able to bring back your core and maintain your core, which is a big deal. So some of the takes surrounding Fred Warner this morning proves that a lot of people haven't. Have not watched Fred Warner. And most of it comes back to just being a linebacker and an off ball linebacker isn't really valued in the NFL. And I mean, you can just look at how they're paid before, obviously, um, this contract. And I think actually Warner being paid what he's paid is a good thing and tells you that he is really that valuable. But, you know, a lot of people, they look at, Warner and they think that it's a terrible misunderstanding of, you know, the positional value because they see 95 and five and that's all that really matters. But you ignore a lot of what they do or what Warner does as a player. So the analytics crowd thinks that, you know, you don't pay an off ball linebacker because you want to have a stronger coverage unit. So overpaying for an off ball linebacker, they don't feel like it's the cost effective way to go about building your team which ignores the fact that fred warner is the best coverage linebacker in the nfl and he's like one of the best coverage players in the nfl if you were to name 10 the top 10 coverage players in the nfl it would be very hard to make that list and not list warner so context is missing here but that's what happens on the internet um i I mean i remember going through the (laughs) darius leonard stuff a couple months ago and you know, I've seen a ton of comments like, oh, he's overrated. Uh, he's not as good as Darius Leonard. Yeah, that's not even true. They're not playing the same sport. What, what were some of, the, uh, some of the takes that you saw and, and did it drive you crazy too?
1: It did. And a lot of the takes are just people see Fred Warner. They see linebacker. They see highest paid linebacker. They see $40 million guaranteed, $90 million total. And they just think that's too much for an off-ball linebacker, just like you mentioned. Yet, let's put some numbers behind what Fred Warner has done this past season. Passer rating allowed 64. Uh, NFL.com or general Stats tracks this uh, stat. Catch rate allowed below expectation. So they figure, you know, okay, this is the expected catch rate. What's the actual catch rate? What's the difference? Fred Warner's was minus 16 and a half. And that's the best mark for any defensive player since 2017. So not just any linebacker, any defensive player in the last five years. Um, only three linebackers have posted a completion rate uh, below 55%. Uh, and Mark Barron was the other one, and I think he's like a converted safety. So Fred Warner is the only true linebacker that fits that mold, Um, and just fantastic play as a coverage linebacker, Um, and I think people don't give him enough credit for that and just the versatility he brought this past season. I mean, a lot of people, I think, in 2019 thought that the linebacker play was really – they benefited from the fact that they had such a stout defensive line in front of them, yeah. I thought Fred Warner shattered that narrative this past season when um you know the 49ers defensive line was completely banged up. They didn't have the same pass rush. Yet Fred Warner was just as effective as a coverage player against the run. And he even contributed uh as a pass rusher. And I think uh he rushed the passer ninety-three times and he reported thirty thirteen pressures, both career highs. So his versatility has been uh, you know, improving year to year and now under Uh, D'Amico Ryans, I think he's only going to take a step forward as this defense gets more aggressive, as it gets more fast. um, And it's only going to, you know, I think it's only going to get better. And Fred Warner is the centerpiece of that. So I don't get the takes uh, that they overpaid for him. Like, what are the 49ers supposed to do, right? (laughs) They've got an elite player at a position of need, like what else are you supposed to do? You go pay that player and you go take care of that player, homegrown player, face of the franchise type player. I don't get it.
0: It's not often that the numbers match up with the eye test because you can manipulate a lot of these things. But okay. Warner last year was one of two players in the NFL that had more than a 100 tackles, uh, two or more pass defense, two or more interceptions, and one or more fumble recovery. Um, he allowed, at one point, I believe it was up until week 16, I, I don't have the final number. He was allowing 3.9 yards per target, which is unreal. And just the fact that, He's asked to do what he does. So I remember I was talking to a former cornerback on the 49ers roster, and he told me they have a check where anytime the defense goes or the offense goes empty, they just have Warner go guard the receiver. Who else can say that they have a linebacker that they're comfortable with? Guarding, whether it's, you know, a Cooper Cup, a Hollywood Brown, whatever the type of receiver it is. And we've seen him. We've seen him carry receivers down the middle of the field, and he's running in stride with them. He's, I remember Julian Edelman, he's taking routes away underneath. He just does so many things where um, it's, it's hard not to justify paying him, honestly. So I'm, I'm happy that he was able to get $19 million. So one of the parts that I was wondering is, so Darius Leonard, he is reportedly going to get a four-year contract, I wonder why Warner chose to go the five-year route. Is he, you know, I'm sure he can still bank in on a second contract after, or a third contract, I should say, after this. But um, yeah, it'll be it'll be curious to see how this plays out once we get the contract details to see what the cap hits are. So um, I, I was gonna want to know. Sorry,
1: I was just gonna jump in and add that the 49ers probably wanted the fifth year added so that they could spread out that signing bonus, right? So that signing there bonus is go. forty means- and a half million. You split that by five years, it tax on like roughly $8 million, And the 49ers were strapped against the salary cap this season. So you have to try to lower that number. And my guess is they asked for the fifth year and Warner probably had no problem obliging there because he knew he'd get a second contract at 31 or whatever he'd be in five years.
0: Hey, let us spread this out and we'll give you $40 million guaranteed. Deal, take it. Like, what? what What's the argument there? Yeah. So, no, that that is pretty. um, I'm glad you said that because that is a big deal. So, what do you think this? The cap hits are going to be because they are against the cap and it is going to be pretty tight. So, do you think it's going to be under like five, six million? Because Kittle, Armstead, like all of their deals, they look big, but the first year they're pretty affordable. Even Trent Williams, his deal was very affordable last year, and then in the second year it tends to jump. And then the third and fourth years is when they really balloon.
1: Right. So if you just took the signing bonus money of $40 million, assuming there's no avoidable ghost years, and you divided that by five, so that at the very least has to be $8 million, I believe. And then you tack on whatever his base salary is, uh, better minimum, and be around a million. So we're at $9 million. And then you tack on some roster bonuses and things. I'd expect it to be somewhere in the $9, $10 million range, if my math is right, at least in the first year. And then it would just, it would increase as the years go on. Uh, um, his base salaries would increase. Right. And that's a couple things. A, you get Jimmy Garoppolo's contract off the books next season, hopefully. And then you also get an increase in the salary cap. So a combination of those two right. things and basically everybody's deal balloons, right. Armsteads, Kittles, Trent Williams, Fred Warners, and all, when all that kicks in, you hope Trey Lance can come in on this, you know, really value contract and take over and play well for a team that's ready to contend.
0: So the 49ers made it pretty clear that, you know, they have their core players based on who they have paid. So Armstead, Kittle, Williams. And now you have Fred Warner forgot it. Blanked on his name (laughs) for a second. Uh, Fred Warner. And now who's next? So Nick Bosa is on deck probably next offseason at the earliest. But what are they going to try to. Uh, ride it out for another year you have to make a decision on Debo Samuel you have Brandon Ayuk coming up so it'll be interesting to see who they pay next what do you think happens
1: I actually think it's going to be Mike McGlinchey I think Mike McGlinchey if he has a resurgence season this season if we believe what Mike Michael Jr. told our producer Rob Guerrero a couple of weeks ago that uh you know he looks you know comfortable in his pass sets and we know what he is as a run blocker. If you can play well this season, I could see the 49ers handing him an extension before Nick Bosa. Because I think we're still, what, two years out of an extension for him, right? If I'm not mistaken. Uh, and that's going to be yeah, a Yeah, they, they
0: picked up his option. Yeah. They, yeah, they picked up his option for 2022, and it's $11 million. So after that, he's essentially going to be a free agent. So I, I'm fascinated to see how much he gets paid. And how much people hate that he's going to get paid because he is a good player and you keep good players around. I know it's a very hard concept to understand, but he's young, he's effective, and he plays. Yeah, he missed a few games in 2019, but um, to think that McGlinchy won't ever improve is not fair. To think that all of the problems are on him and not the revolving door right guard next to him is also missing a lot of important context. So perhaps... The reason that they drafted Aaron Banks was knowing that, hey, I need to fix this position, but it also ensures that my right tackle doesn't have to worry about the guy next to him as well. So as a um, it'll be a nice – yeah, it'll be a nice little domino effect for McGlinchey. But, no, I, I completely forgot about extending McGlinchey, but that, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of how much, and uh, they, they do tend to take care of their players. How do you feel about one of the beat writers today brought up well – What about, you should have done this with DeForest Buckner. Our
1: favorite beat writer.
0: (laughs) When are you ever going, when are we going to close that book, turn the page? And do you think it has merit? Like, do you think this should have been a Buckner decision?
1: Yeah, I actually appreciate the beat writers getting a little spicy. It's a little, it's a little change in uh, dynamic because usually they're pretty vanilla. So I appreciated it. But I mean, come on, man, We're, we're two years past the DeForest Buckner situation. Uh, we've talked about it over and over and over again. These situations aren't comparable. They were up against the cap. They had to make a move. They got a first round pick. Let's just let's just move on. DeForest Buckner was a fantastic player. Uh, and he was, you know, it's very similar to Fred Warner, high character guy, but you get a first round pick for him. And if Javon Kinlaw balls out the season, no one's gonna bat an eye. So
0: weird weird take, but you know, I appreciate him for not being vanilla. There's always going to be somebody that bats an eye. So uh, you can never rule out Uh, this lovely fan base. Man, no, it's fun. I'm glad uh, that Fred Warner got paid. I can't wait to see what's next. Uh, Akash, what else do we need to tackle here? I feel like uh, that pretty much knocks us out, right? Yeah, it was
1: perfect timing. Uh, So normally, you know, we record on Tuesday nights and it's ready to go because Stats does his thing. uh, Tuesday nights, Wednesday morning, ready to go. This week just kind of worked out that we couldn't record till Wednesday morning and now we woke up. Uh, Literally, I woke up and my phone was buzzing And it was Fred Warner's contract extension. And so it's perfect timing. I'm glad it happened. I'm glad we were able to give our takeaways and hopefully everyone can listen to it. Uh, Training camps around the corner. Uh, I think they report later this week, right? In six days. Is that right? 27th. And it officially doesn't begin until the 31st. So we're inching closer towards football season.
0: Yeah. The next time we speak, uh, we we will talk about the offense. And then after that, we will be having live or not live breakdowns, but just breakdowns of training camp practice. So it's here. Um, and Fred Warner's contract proves that it's here because he was not stepping on that field without a new contract. I think everybody knew that. So it's, it's good to get that out of the way with a week or so to spare. And, and we didn't have to worry about, you know, running up to the quote unquote deadline of training camp. Is he going to report? What's going on? Are they going to pay him? Is this going to trickle into August and possibly the preseason? So don't have to worry about any of those storylines. Got it out of the way. And now we just focus on football.
1: Yeah. And the other thing to watch is Trey Lance's contract. He's still unsigned. I expect him to get signed hopefully in the next week because he will not step on the field without a contract. I don't know what the holdup is. These rookie contracts are fairly straightforward. Uh, He's a Tom Condon guy who's a high level agent. I expect that deal to get done as well. I expect his cap to be somewhere in the $6 million range and should be all smooth sailing from there. But Another interesting thought, you know, Trent Williams and Fred Warner both got paid this offseason. I think they both got a combined $80 million guaranteed. The Trent Williams deal, if you remember, went down in the middle of the night. I remember it was like 2, 3 in the morning. Trent Williams yeah. posted on Instagram and, and 49ers Twitter went crazy. This one a lot different, uh, you know, early in the morning, smoothly done. A week before training camp, no worries. And the 49ers have their franchise guys locked down. Uh, it's an, if you're a fan, it's an exciting time Uh, because they've got their best players under contract for the next three, four, five years.
0: Does Trey Lance get paid before Tuesday, which is, I should say, Tuesday, July 27, when they report as a team?
1: Trey Lance will get the bag before Tuesday.
0: Good. Yeah, get him on the field. No excuses. Let's get him paid, get him on the field, and let him compete. That'll do it for us. Cannot wait to talk about actual football, man. I'm excited. It feels like five years since the last time there was a football game. Um, Please, as always, rate, subscribe. Review. Leave us five stars wherever it is you get your podcast. And as always, follow me on Twitter, KP underscore show. Akash yourself.
1: Yep. As always, appreciate you guys for listening. Rate, subscribe, review, Nine Interstation Podcast Network. We've got some new people on the network uh this past week, which is exciting. Yes. Uh yes. So rate is five stars. Drop a comment, drop a question, drop a review, anything you want. Uh we do pay attention to that stuff. As always, you can find me at Twitter at A-K-A-S-H-A-N-A-V. That's all we got today and go